Greetings, folks, and welcome to Small Business Show at businessshow.co, episode number 34. Here, as always, in Durham, New Hampshire, I'm Dave Hamilton. And I'm Shannon Jean, coming to you from Lafayette, California. How goes it, Dave? It goes, Shannon. How's it going with you? Good. Doing very well. Doing very well. And I'm uh, happy to welcome Kyle Bacchus. Hey, guys. Show with us. How goes it, Kyle? That's going great. I really appreciate you having me on. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Okay. Shannon, you want to tell us a little bit about what uh, what Kyle has what Kyle has done and what he's going to tell us about today? Yeah, Kyle and I have a lot of history and uh, you know done some business together over the years and and been friends. And so I thought I'd have him on. He's got a new company, relatively new, that we thought we'd talk about. It's KC Tool. So right. Kyle, tell us tell us what you guys do. Obviously, you know that with in the name, you're something involves something in uh, with with tools. But give us a little more background on yeah. what you guys do there. Semi descriptive. Hey, I, I will do that real quick though. Before we get sure. started, is okay. I wanted to tell you guys uh, that I really love what you guys are doing. I love the show. I've listened to all of the episodes, and uh, especially like the fact that it's focused specifically towards small business because uh, looking for resources and things about um, small business and getting advice. It's easy to get uh, information that's broad, but you know, I'm a big fan of small business. I don't ever plan on doing anything else. And so to have a show dedicated to that is really fantastic. That's cool. Anytime you want to come on and tell us how good we're doing, just let me know. Yeah, you, back on. <laughs> you, you can continue to say that. Send us audio comments to feedback at businessshow.co and we'll just play them all the time. And, and actually, everybody listening yeah. is welcome to do that, okay. please. Yeah, that sounds that's good. Great. That's, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Well, we yeah. appreciate, the, appreciate the feedback. Yeah, sure. The other thing that just before we get started is that I wanted to acknowledge how fantastic it is to have the opportunity to live somewhere where we can just start these businesses and um, kind of have the freedom to, to work for ourselves. It's just a fantastic thing to be able to do. Yeah. Time and a it place. Is, uh, yep. Yeah. We, I, I, uh, not to say too far, but you know, I hosted a group from uh, China last week and, you know, as we were traveling around and, and meeting over and over, you know, I just kept hearing that. Wow. You know, how do, how do we get, you know, you guys are so lucky to be able to yeah. do these things and all this stuff and, you know, have the freedom to do it. So you're, we you're are. absolutely right. Yeah. We're really lucky. Fortunate. So Casey tool is America's number one German tool distributor. And basically we sell all the different kind of normal hand tools, screwdrivers, wrenches, ratchets. Uh, we also sell some specialty tools. We have a really wide selection of insulated tools, which, have a handle that will protect you against uh, shock if you're having to work in a live circuit. And we have stainless steel tools, which aren't very common. And we also have a really great selection of specialty bits that uh, basically if you see a fastener that looks like they're trying to keep you out of something or stop you from removing something, we will typically have that tool in stock to handle any kind of odd fastener that you might find. Very cool. Why German tools? What, what drew you to, you know, uh, that niche? Oh yeah. Okay. Well, one of the, one of my rules for business is to be in a niche because I want the opportunity to be the absolute best in whatever given niche that I'm going to do business in. And so 
Uh, well, one reason I chose tools is because I love tools. I'm kind of a car guy. I've been, I used to do a lot of work on computers and tools have been kind of a big part of my life. I see them as a, as a great solution. And, um, so I wanted to sell tools and I wanted to narrow my focus because I thought, man, is it really feasible for me to be the absolute best at selling tools? I didn't, I didn't think I was ready for that challenge. So I wanted to narrow the space down to an area where I could be number one. And I had used German tools in the past. In fact, when I was a computer technician, we used to turn so many screws that we would wear these little screwdrivers out. And I know you, you're familiar with this as well, Shannon, but it was, it was absurd. I mean, you would, you would buy a screwdriver and then, you know, a couple of weeks, it was so worn down that it would start to, you know, ruin the fasteners or you'd run the risk of stripping out a screw. And so we found these tools. The brand is called Weha. They're made in Germany. Well, not all of their tools are made in Germany, but the screwdrivers that, that we use were made in Germany. And it was amazing the difference. I mean, we went from being able to use a screwdriver for two weeks to being able to use it for two years. And wow, the experience was so much better. So when I decided I wanted to start another business, I was just looking at things that, you know, what can I do? What, what business could I start and looking at the things that I liked and I knew I wanted to probably sell a product and I wanted it to be something that I really believed in. And so, yeah, uh, those particular screwdrivers came to mind because of the way the, the huge difference that I saw in quality so I started to um, just research that a little bit and it turned out that that market was a really good fit for me because uh, German tools aren't, uh, they're not widely available and I knew I wanted my business to be e-commerce. And so since you can't just run down to a big box store and buy the brands that we sell, most of the transactions take place online. So that was a good fit. And the fact that they're really high quality means that we don't have to deal with unhappy customers or a bunch of returns or warranty claims. And, um, uh, so it just seemed like this would be a really good fit for me. And it's kind of how we got started. Yeah. I think that. Yeah. That's impressive. Yeah. Well, I mean, you you know, I, I like the thoughtfulness that you put into this, right? You, you you didn't just say, I love this stuff. I want to sell it. And there's nothing wrong with that either, by the way. Right. You you know, I'm, I'm so passionate about it. I can't possibly not do this as my business. That's okay too. But, but right. But, you know, sitting and thinking, all right, I want a niche so that I have less competitors. I want high quality products so that I have not only the best, but low customer service. I, you know, I mean, yeah. that thoughtfulness, it, it makes, it makes your job easier. Oh yeah. Yeah. And you it makes success, success more likely. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned one other yeah. thing there and that's the competition. That was the other factor when I, when I was trying to decide what kind of business to, to start, you know, one of the factors is you always got to go and look at the competition. You don't want to, jump into an industry that somebody else is already dominating and then have to compete with them. And so that was one of the other big factors was it seemed like the people in that niche were um, maybe just not quite as technologically advanced. Their websites seemed a little bit dated. They didn't seem like, you know, they're tool guys. They weren't um, e-commerce guys or website guys. So I felt like, Ooh, I, I really have an advantage here. I can, 
I can make something out of this. And there's a little bit more to the story, Dave, because you brought up the fact, uh, the way that I was thinking about the business and in the past, the businesses that I've started have all come about like you talked about, Oh, it's a hobby. It's something I'm really into. Let me see if I can turn this into a business or, you know, I'm already in an industry working in a job and I'm just going to go out on my own and start a business doing the same thing that I've, I've basically been doing. But this starting this business was totally different for me. It was really just an experiment because, um, I, after reading the book, rich dad, poor dad, there's a part in that book, uh, that book by Robert Kiyosaki, where he talks about his rich dad. He remembers when he was a kid, he would see his rich dad in the morning, get up and he would have all of these people come over that were running his businesses and they would have a morning meeting and he would talk to all of the people that were running these multiple businesses that he owned and have meetings with them and then send them out to run the business. And when I read that, I thought, Oh yeah, this is me. I, you know, that sounds like a great goal. So I, I had this grand vision that I was going to do that and I was going to have five businesses. And so i the other businesses that I'd start when I started them, I had an advantage already, you know, I was already involved and I thought, man, if I'm going to have five businesses, I'm going to need to be able to just start a business from scratch. And so that was sort of the the purpose of starting Casey tool was, am, am I qualified? Am I capable of actually just picking a product that I like that I don't have any experience selling and building a business around it? Yeah. And let me tell you the last, you know, seven or eight minutes have had so many important lessons in uh, it. Your, all your comments about, you know, the niche and competition and how do I find something that I can be number one at. And then, you know, the experimenting to see, you know, how you can get something up and running. Those are just, you know, awesome lessons that all of us, uh, Oh, Oh, did we lose you, Shannon? Oh, he was saying so many good things. He had, he had so many man, good things. Man. <laughs> are you back? Yeah, Shannon? I did. Am I back? Am I back? Yeah. Am I back? You're back. Yep. Uh, you're back, man. Okay, great. Excellent. Okay. So I, I don't know what, where I cut off there, but you know, we'll, we'll keep moving along. Okay. So, yeah. Um, yeah, basically was just commenting on, uh, you, the, the comments you're making about the, you know, the niche and how do I find something that I can be number one at without, you know, competing against, you know, somebody that's been doing it for 50 years. And those are all such valuable lessons, uh, you know, that, that you share it. Al, I, w- I want to spend a couple of minutes talking about the transition from employee to employer, uh, which I think is such an important thing. And there's so many, people at that kind of precipice of do I, uh, you know, we talked to Doug Sussman a few weeks ago about that, you know, making that transition from getting a paycheck to going out and doing things on your own. How was, what, what did you find the most challenging when you went out on your own? I think we've got Shannon's question, Kyle. So you can, you can take that. Great. Uh, to me, the biggest challenge was waiting. Uh, I'm not a super patient person. And I'm also really conservative by nature. And so uh, I knew from the earliest possible age that I was going to have my own business, but I had to wait until I got to the point where I thought my probability for success was really high. And so I didn't do nothing. I spent a lot of time attempting to start businesses or uh, developing ideas 
I started my first business when I was 17 that, you know, I did a little bit of, and uh, just, you know, I tried multi-level marketing and flipping cars and I basically did uh, everything I could to, to try to gain knowledge. And looking back, the businesses that I started that, you know, never really uh, came to fruition or ones, you know, that I started that had a little bit of success, but stayed as a part-time business taught me an awful lot about business in general. And um, then in my jobs, I paid a lot of attention to what was going on around me and how the people that I worked for ran their businesses and uh, tried to emulate all of the good things that they did and kind of hone my craft in managing people and just waiting until the right moment where I thought, okay, I'm ready. I have all the skills I need and I feel confident enough that I can actually just quit my job and then go out and start a business and, uh, you know, depend on myself to make a living. Got it. So I guess the challenging part was waiting for me. Yeah. Okay. So do you feel like you waited too long in retrospect or, or, or was it, did you wait exactly the right amount of time? Yeah. I'm not sure if I, if there's any way to know that I, of <laughs> I course, that's true, <laughs> shoot, man, I that's wish, good. Oh my gosh, I yeah. wish I wouldn't have waited. You know, I wish I could have done it sooner, but I feel great in the fact that, um, I was successful, you know, so I guess I would rather have waited a little bit longer and learned more about running businesses and be successful. Well, I think you tried early. Yeah. And I think things happen for a reason, you know, that the experiences that you gained, you know, along the way, and then the timing, all all that stuff, you know, kind of comes about. So you, you might, you may not have been able to roll out sooner. It may just, you know, Hey, when, even though you don't, you know, maybe aware of it, the timing, uh, you know, just happens. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Um, so you you've created this business. You know that you're in the right niche. You know that you've got high quality products. But of course, no business is uh, going to be successful without customers. At least I haven't found one yet. So uh, <laughs> yeah. So how do you find customers? How do you market your business? Well, I think I have a little bit of a different take on that as well. I mean, of course, we do the basics. We do uh, Google AdWords. You know, we'd spend some time on SEO a little bit. We use social media. We've got a blog. We do a little bit of YouTube. Um, you know, we put some flyers in uh, in the box. Yep. We, we sell some stuff on eBay and Amazon. We do kind of the basics. But I think what's a little bit different about my approach to business is that I focus almost all of my energy on our current customers. One of my other really big rules for business is keeping your current customers. And I think that your current customers are significantly more valuable than, uh, obtaining a new customer. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah. So, um, we, we basically focus on that and I, it's maybe it's not really considered marketing. I sort of, I feel like it is because, you know, we, our whole goal is to make sure that once a customer buys from us, that, they think through the experience, the shopping experience that we give them and the product that we provide, we want them to think, wow, you know, why would I ever shop anywhere else? And hopefully be so blown away that they're going to go and tell somebody else they know that 
this is Casey Tools, the place you should go if you need any high quality tools. Well, that, one of the things, sorry, go ahead. No, keep going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, one of the things that we do that's kind of interesting that I know Shannon does, I heard on a previous show was uh, when Shannon talks about including the ninjas in each box, we do something similar and uh, it's a really great way to make sure that your customers remember you. I'm always just trying to think of something different. What can we do that's different? How can we be different than, than the other company? So we include a number two Phillips bit, which was, is probably arguably the, the most common um, screwdriver bit Phillips being the most common and the size number two um, being the most common as well. So we bought 25,000 high quality German Phillips bits and we had them engraved with our company logo and name. And then we put a little card in there that explains how grateful we are to have that customer's business Uh, because we truly are grateful for every customer. And then I got to give my right-hand man, Derek Tran, some props here for coming up with the slogan. So on the front of the card, it says a small bit of thanks. Ah. And then (laughs) I love it. Yeah, it's great. And then on the back of the card, it just has our little thank you message. So with every website order, we put one of those bits in there just to, you know, it's one of those things where you just don't know. You can't tell if, buying 25,000 bits and giving them away for free is going to be, uh, at the end of it all, is it going to affect our bottom line positively? But one of the ways I like to make my decisions these days when I'm not sure, you know, cause as a business owner, it's, it's just a whole series of decisions, right? I mean, all you're doing all day is making a decision. And of course, uh, as far as decision-making goes, having the most information is, is the, you know, the way to make a good decision. But sometimes you come to those decisions where you just are like, I don't know, is, is buying these bits going to pay off, uh, or not? And there's really no way to tell. And so lately I'm always leaning towards if I can't, if there's no definitive answer to whether it's going to be good or bad, I'm going to lean towards the way that just makes us a better business. And so We'd have no idea if it's going to pay off or not, but I think it's really cool to do. And I think it makes us better and different. And so uh, we try to do as much stuff like that as possible. You know, I was meeting with the uh, folks from Sonos last week for, for my, my other job here, what I do with Mac Geek Gab and Mac Observer. And I was sitting with Tom Cullen, one of the founders of the company. And, and he says they constantly have people telling them, you know, you don't have to do this. People don't care about that. Or, you, you know, the lion's share of people don't care about that. And his answer to all of that stuff is we do it because it makes us happy. Some of these things, not everything is some of the stuff, like you said, they're making decisions because it's it, it, you know, they look at the, 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 uh, whatever data they have and they say, yep, this is what we want to do. And this makes the speaker sound better or whatever. But some of the stuff they do just because it makes them happy. And it sounds like you're, you know, putting the bits in that would make me happy every time as a, as a business owner, let alone as a customer to receive it. Right. So yeah, not a bad call, man. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I think it's good. And as well, it's also a lot of that things you're talking about, you know, customer loyalty and marketing to existing customers and coming up with these ideas you're also kind of marketing to your employees and you want them to, to, you know, kind of jump in your, your concept and your culture. So those are also very good things. Uh, you know, our guys love the fact that we put those ninjas out and everybody has them stacked all over their desk and then the computers and all that stuff. 
and it's, I'm sure it's the same with your guys. Everybody gets kick out of the tagline and throwing that stuff in there. And, and that's important because as a business owner, everybody needs to be on board. When you're trying to pitch to your customers. Yeah. Yeah. That's a huge point too. I mean, you definitely cannot underestimate the power of employee morale. Yeah. Yeah. It's totally. not good. It's really, really not good. Yep. Yeah. So you want them on board like that. Yeah. For sure. Yep. So uh, one of one of the questions we love to ask people when uh, when we have folks on the show here, Kyle, is what is the best mistake you've ever made? Like what mistake taught you the most? Yeah, I I struggle a little bit with this question. I have um, there's definitely a mistake that I would like to talk about. I'm not sure if it's the best or taught me the most, but um it's something that nags at me. You know, it's, it's one of those mistakes that I, that I just can't forget. And basically, uh, what happened was I had a, in the, in the early stages of a previous business that I had, uh, one of my early hires, I think he was maybe my, my third or fourth employee. And he was a really great employee, uh, really professional. He had a lot of knowledge about things that I didn't know about. He was really good with websites and I, I was just steadily giving him more responsibility. And, and, um, he was taking over the purchasing, which at, in that current business was probably the most important part of the business. So I, I completely handed off purchasing to him and, uh, he was just all around a great employee. The mistake that I made was I promoted him into a general manager position. And I don't know if I did it without thinking enough about it, but when I look back, I remember asking him, Hey man, you know, I'm thinking about moving you up and and making you the GM. And how do you feel about that? And he seemed hesitant. And I even asked him Mm -hmm. like, Hey, it doesn't seem like you, I mean, this is huge. You're going to get a huge pay jump. You know, this is a, a big jump in responsibility. I mean, you know, I expected him to be really excited. He didn't seem that excited. So I asked him directly, you know, Hey, maybe this isn't good for you. Maybe this isn't something you want. I wish I would have thought about that beforehand because at the time he said, Oh no, you know, I do. But now thinking back, I think he probably in his mind was thinking, Oh no, like I can't do this, you know? So I promoted him to general manager and it wasn't right for him. And I, you know, I think I jumped the gun a little bit because I wanted to start another business and I I needed, you know, to, to get rid of some of my responsibilities. So I sort of rushed into it and, and, and then he didn't do well. And the really sad thing was, is that I couldn't go back. Mm. I had this guy that was really good at purchasing and really good at the website. And then I made him the GM and, you know, he made a lot more money and he had created these different relationships with the employees and there was no, I was like, oh my gosh, I wish I could just turn back time and have this guy back on my team doing the things that he was good at. But instead I didn't have any other option, but to let him go because yeah, that's tough. How much different things had, had become, you yeah. know? So that was yeah. a, a regret, a mistake that I definitely made was probably just not um, being careful enough about doling out too much responsibility and power to, to someone that may not want it, you know? Yeah. Well, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a theory in business that we tend to promote people until they get to a position that they're no good at. And yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
Now, I've, I've been there where you're thinking, oh, this guy's great and you can do this and he can do that. So you give him more, you give him more, you give him more. And you do that until they start to fail, you know, because then you're like, oh, that, that's enough. And it is, a, a, I think, a business owner's dilemma of how you to try to keep people in, in a position very good at and still keep it. Oh, man, we keep sure. it, Shannon. Yep. Yep. You're back. That's terrible. That's all right. I'm back yep. now. Okay. My effectiveness in these stories is yeah, way we, down today. We have, we have Peter yeah. principled your Skype connection today. We, we've used it all the yeah, way up no until doubt. the point where it fails. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Right, right nice. when I'm ready. Right, right when I'm ready to make some very important uh, important point. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. Cool. Yeah. While, while we have, while we we don't have you. <laughs> it's, we got nothing. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah, it's too bad. Are you are you are you there? I I feel like we might have just cleaned up because I know you have a one of the one of the things we like to ask folks, Kyle, is is what's your favorite uh, work or business oh, no, related story? But um, and 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 I know that in in kind of going through the prep, Shannon actually has an excellent story that includes you that we'd love to have Shannon tell. So we're going to, Oh my gosh. We're going to try <laughs> and have Shannon so, tell the we'll story try. now, but Skype before he, you may be saved before, by Skype. Kyle, go ahead. Yep. Yeah. Before yeah, he yeah. starts, I want to acknowledge that the story will not escape my head as I'm going through this process and looking at thinking about talking to you guys and looking at the questions. I believe the story that Shannon's going to tell is just, uh, it's haunting me. And, uh, I, I don't know. No, you, ne- you, ne- you never know. You never know. <laughs> Uh, well, we'll see if we can get through this, if, if okay. Skype, the Skype gods agree. But the the thing I will tell you, and like I mentioned at the beginning of the show, I've known Kyle for a long time. Kyle actually was a, a former employee of mine when I was a very young business owner making even more mistakes than I make today, uh, if you can believe it. And so w- one of the things that I was always impressed with, Kyle, he got it. Uh, you know, I tell my employees now, here all day. And I always make comments. So what are you doing tonight? Are you doing something to better yourself? Are you starting a business on your own? Are you doing something for our business? You know, are you just sitting on the couch? And Kyle always got it that you weren't going to make it between eight and five. And he was always at work. And I loved it. You know, it was great. And one time, and I don't know if this is a story you're thinking of, Kyle. It was about 11 o'clock at night. And I got a call. I got a call from Kyle. And Kyle is in a panic. And he's like, I'm in the warehouse and I was loading pallets. Kyle was running the inventory and managing product. Hey, I'm saved. I think you were saved. That's right. <laughs> but we, with Shannon, you're Damn back. It. You're back, Shannon. So Kyle okay. was in the, in the, uh, uh, in the warehouse loading pallets and. <laughs> maybe I should just tell the story. I, yeah. You know what? You tell the story. This, this is funny. Come on, guys. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, Go right, ahead, yeah. Kyle. Yeah. So anyway. it was, it was late. It was 11 o'clock at night. We had just made a big shift. I just, for some reason I decided, or Shannon decided, Hey, we're going to rearrange this warehouse. So there was just pallets were everywhere. There was so much that needed to be done. I thought, you know, I'm just going to stay and get it done. I'm going to impress Shannon. He's going to come in in the morning. He's going to see how hard I worked and everything's in place and everything was going smooth. I mean, I was buzzing around on the forklift. I'm just, you know, music was playing and, and I'm getting things done. When all of a sudden the cage of the forklift caught the sprinkler head of the fire sprinkler system and ripped it clean off. Oh. And so oh. when that happens, water comes rushing out of the hole. 
yeah, as you might not expect. just a little, not just a little bit of water. We're not talking, a hose worth of water, no, or no, two no, hoses no. worth of water. I mean, uh, you're talking about all 10, the water, yeah, fifteen <laughs> hoses water. worth of water all at the water. an insane amount of pressure. And I'm in somebody else's business with all of their valuable stuff, and water is just spraying out everywhere. It has to be the worst thing that has ever happened to me uh, as an employee or business owner or anything. So, yeah, I definitely called Shannon at 11 in a panic saying, man, I just, you know, there's water everywhere. I ripped the sprinkler head off. I can't even imagine what it was like for you, Shannon, to get that call as a business owner now, like thinking back to then in, in your position, what that would have possibly felt like. Uh, but I had the foresight to climb up on the, the forklift yeah. and wrap a, um, uh, a tarp that luckily we had laying around around the sprinkler. So instead of it like spewing everywhere, it was kind of just uh, pouring straight down onto the forklift. <laughs> well, that, that's, the, that's the key point. And hopefully Skype will let me make it is that uh, when I got down there and how could you be mad at the guy? It's 11 o'clock at night. He's working, you know, trying to make your business better. And he had the foresight to not just stand there in a panic, but climb up there in a flood and wrap a giant piece of plastic around this thing, all our inventory. And when I saw the, Oh man, (laughs) I still tell this story all the time. Yeah. Uh, Well, yeah. Well, I think the sentiment was there. I think, I think we got most of what you said there, Shannon. Yeah. It's, uh, Yeah. Yeah, man. I I mean, that's, that's right. That's the kind of employee you want. You, I I totally get it. I mean, you're, you're not happy about the temporary scenario, but I mean, you know, you, you stayed late, you worked, you were dedicated and you didn't panic. That's the key, right? That's probably the day Shannon knew that, 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 that you weren't long for his business because you were going to go start your own. You know what? Yeah. One thing that Shannon mentioned a minute ago about asking his employees what they're doing or, or are you starting, you know, you're working on something after hours that stuck with me, too, because I was doing um, my own businesses on the side. And it was it felt really awesome when Shannon supported that. You know, he wasn't like, oh, you know, I need you to be focused on my business. I was focused on his business when I was there during the day, but he was also really supportive of, yeah, man, you should do it. You know, you got to hustle. You got to do something for yourself. So if you're going to spend your, your evenings and your lunch hour, uh, working on something else, he was really supportive of that. And I was, I look back fondly, uh, on that memory. That's awesome. That's good stuff that you got to do it. Yeah. yeah you got to do it. Makes right. it more doable for everybody. It does. Yeah. 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 And, sure, sure. you know, the other thing that you had said about uh, you're not going to make it happen during the eight to five. You know, I think about that a lot. And when people ask me for advice, you know, my my number one, my go to advice is there's no substitute for hard work. But I think uh, some people's perception of hard work is, you know, like, oh, I go into my job, I, I work eight to to five. And, you know, the whole time I'm there, I'm working. I'm not like, you know, looking around on Facebook like my friends are, but to me, like uh, the real hard work is in, is in your mind. It's thinking hard and learning hard and, you know, spending more of your free time thinking about business or thinking about an idea or, you know, learning what you need to learn in order to, to get to that next step. Uh, I think that's a really important lesson for anybody that wants to um, start a business. And 
that, and I wanted to ask you guys this as well, but one thing that I noticed was my capacity to work hard, you know, from the time that I started trying to start businesses until recently, uh, you really surprise yourself at what your true capacity is for hard work. You know, if, if that's something that you really focus on and how, how many other things in your life can you, um, stop doing so that you can replace that time or that effort with something that is related to starting a business or growing a business. You know, I think that's the key in my mind, the key to success. Yeah. And it, and it's a good litmus test too. I mean, I, I don't, I don't want to talk, I don't intend to talk in the negative all the time, but if you, you need to think about that when you're, when you're about to start a business, you know, what it, it's not going to happen in eight to five, not, not five days a week and probably not seven days a week, you know, at certainly at yeah, times, right. right? You, and you've got to, you've got to ask yourself, honestly, am I okay giving up, you know, sitting on the couch and watching, you know, whatever my favorite show is on Tuesday nights every week. Like that, that's no longer a part of my life. Uh, now right. I've got this other thing that's important to me and it's more important than that. And, and it is hard. And I mean, it's a, it's, it, I find myself kind of dealing with that from time to time too. And the, the biggest thing for me was when I had kids because yeah. suddenly it yeah, was like, very difficult. right. It's like, I, I always yep. wanted to spend time on my business and then without even realizing it, it was like, I, my kids come first, of course. And, and I, and I probably had my businesses grow slower than they could have, but I don't regret it, but it is something you just need to be aware of, right? Like, okay, yeah. what, what is it? What are my priorities? And, and, you know, I mean, I was fortunate. I had, I had the flexibility to spend time and go to my kids' soccer games and this, that, and the other thing. And, and, and like I said, it's great, but you, you've got to look at all that stuff and say, what am I willing? I don't like to say sacrifice, but I say trade, you know, what, what's the, yeah. what's the trade? Yeah. yeah. Well, if I you think, think about is, it, is good. if you think about it fundamentally, you know, starting a business is really just like any other competition and on the fundamental level, it really comes down to who's willing to put more effort into it. You know, if you want to be the most successful in your area, in your um, industry, you know, the, if you want to guarantee it, just work harder than your competition And it, you know, fundamentally you can't, you know, that if you're, if you're working an average day that somebody else out there is willing to work more than that. That's right. And, and I don't mean being yeah. at the office. I'm, you know, always, I mean, just having your mind focused on work and, and, and trying to develop a new idea or, you know, think about uh, ways to motivate your employees or anything like that. I mean, I, I could do that stuff every waking minute Yep, and it, and it makes right, a huge right. difference. Yeah. Another good litmus test uh, uh, directly related to that is what do you think about when you're like in the shower or driving, right? Those, those oh, sort yeah. of hypnotic times where you don't really have to pay attention, you know, where does your mind go? And if it's, you know, I wonder what's happening on Facebook. Well, you, you might want to make some, you know, mindful decisions to change that. <laughs> Right. Yeah. When you guys had Abby, I, I forget his last name, Vackel, but you had Abby yeah. on and he was talking yeah. about in how he makes all of his, uh, like important business ideas in the shower. I was, I could totally relate to that. <laughs> totally. My wife is like, why do you take such a long shower? And I'm like, that's where I do all my best thinking. I have to stay in there yeah. a long time. I got to get this stuff done. Yep. Absolutely. Well, it's Absolutely. constantly, yeah, it's like constantly working, right? Yep. Yes. But just, just being aware, so, you know, just let it, yes. let it flow. Yep. Yeah. It's good. That's right. 
All right. So this has been great. Uh, Kyle, I really appreciate you coming on and uh, sorry for uh, to all of our listeners about the, the Skypiness with, with Shannon here. It's uh, I figure with with 34 shows uh, we get one. So this is it. Um, Hopefully, hopefully that'll be the end of it. I do have one last question for you, Kyle. Okay. And I'd like to ask you guys a question if that's okay. Go ahead, man. Yeah, sure. I wanted to ask, uh, a couple of guys that have multiple successful businesses each and surely have plenty of things to do during the day. What was it that inspired you guys to start this podcast? Uh, uh, that's a good question. Yeah. So I, I'll, I'll tell the story. This is, this is fascinating, yeah. right? Um, so Shannon and I had, had, worked together on a previous business uh, that was called deals on the web at the time. Then it changed to deal brothers. It was a, a website that uh, focused on deals and we had a good run at it. We, we made some money together and, and had some fun and really enjoyed working together and always kind of kept in touch. But when you're not working on a project together, you're not in touch as often as, as you normally would be, especially when it comes to, you know, we're on opposite coasts and, and all of that stuff. So right. earlier this year, Shannon called me and, and said, you know, uh, you, Shannon, you had done some speaking uh, at, at a couple of conferences and you really enjoyed, you know, getting out and telling people your ideas. We all do. Right. And uh, sure. Yep. And so Shannon uh, said, I want to do a podcast. I want some advice from you. Or do you want to do it together? And I jumped at the chance. It was a great idea. You know, I mean, I, I liked the concept of the show. I like teaching people. I do a bunch of podcasts. Uh, it's, you know, it's in my, my DNA. I love all the, I love the geeky audio side of it, but I also just love coming and doing this. And so, and I, and I was very eager to, you know, even just chat with Shannon once a week about business. I, I get value out of this show too, right? I mean, I, we do it for our uh. listeners, but it's oh, yeah. definitely there's a selfish motivation uh, as well. I you hear it during the show. I ask I'm constantly asking questions of like folks like you and Shannon and everybody. So I, I love it. it. It's great. Yeah, it's it's our it's our weekly powwow that that we get to have. And now it it's scheduled. So we we are sure we have it and we have a, a, a responsibility to our listeners. So it's it's like it's, it's a it's a double bonus. So I think yeah, I, ca- awesome. I characterize yeah, I, that right, Shannon. Right. Yeah. I, I think so. And if, and if I can keep online long enough, I, I would add for me, the, when I look back on successes, it's the stuff. Man, <laughs> we're going to have to save that for another episode, Shannon. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we'll do that. We'll okay. do that. No problem. We, we will answer that. We, we will give Shannon a chance to answer this part of the question. Cause it, it is important. Awesome. I like it. Yeah, yeah. it's good. Hey, uh, right, so okay. what other questions did you have? So if you, we ask everybody this, uh, if you could go good, could go back in time to when you were just getting started, what critical piece of information or advice would you tell yourself based on your experience now? You know, uh, as a listener of the show, this is going to be kind of boring because I have to give, there is just no other answer than accounting there. It, it's unbelievable, uh, how much of a difference it makes to have some sort of, uh, accounting knowledge. And even to this day, I still sometimes am baffled at how, how could I, you know, end the year with no money in the bank and still owe taxes. 
Um, (laughs) you know, if, if you, if you've ever owned a business that has assets or inventory, which is obviously an asset, there's a really good chance that you're going to come to the end of the year and owe money on taxes and not have it, not have the money to pay it. So, uh, it's really, um, I would have told myself, get on that early. You need, you know, you could save yourself a lot of heartache by, um, really figuring out how to use QuickBooks and, and really having a good grasp on your accounting. And because, uh, you can't see the, the health of your business by looking at your bank account. You know, you really right. have to look at, at, the the reports and, um, that, that would definitely be it. Even though I know, uh, many of your other guests have said the same thing. I have to say the same thing. I will say one more thing though, that I didn't realize, um, that I think it would have been good to know is that, Successful business people want to mentor uh, aspiring entrepreneurs. When I was, you know, kind of in my early stages, it seemed I was always scared to, to, oh, I know this guy that has a business. And but I was always too nervous to ask him for advice. But what I noticed uh, is that I put my head down and I I, I built these businesses and, and time flew by so fast. And, you know, when you get to the point where you where you feel like, Oh, I'm, you know, I've reached my goal. I've kind of, I've reached the success that I was after. And you look back and you think about, um, all the people that have helped you or, you know, the experiences that you went through and, and, and how, uh, other people along the way sort of, uh, shaped your opportunity to do that. You get this really overwhelming feeling that I need to do that for someone else, you know? So, um, I would say if, if you're starting a business or thinking about it and you know, somebody else that's in business, don't be afraid to ask them for help. The chances are that they're really going to enjoy helping you and, and, and it'll, it'll be good for them to feel like they're giving back. Thanks, man. Yeah, that's, Very that's well, well said, man. Excellent advice on both counts, the accounting thing and yeah, ask for help. It's, it's, it does not come naturally to most of us, especially those of us that are crazy and bullheaded enough to start our own businesses. But, um, yeah, yeah, but no, that's good advice. Thank you so much for joining us, Kyle. Uh, it's been a pleasure, man. This is, this has been a real blast this week and I appreciate it. Shannon, yeah. thanks. Uh, thanks for, for doing everything you could to keep your Skype connection, <laughs> you know, alive by a thread. Thanks to our no listeners worries. for dealing with it. And, uh, we will see you next week. Thanks guys, thanks, folks.